0: You seen that, uh, have you seen that uh what's his name uh damn i can't remember who it is um what's his name Duron williams is going to be fighting frank gore
1: Oh uh, bro frank gore is about to beat the shit out of him bro just <laughs> look at their pictures like look at
0: the, like look at the pictures Duron Darren williams looks like a soft like mama's boy like gonna go get rebounds and like Frank Gore Looks like a man who's been Breaking people's faces With his face You know like it's clear It's clear bro just look at these pictures Frank Gore is like a grown man And Darren wait, they're, is like a boy wait,
1: They're doing boxing right? Yeah Oh man, I might have to go with Darren Williams on that man I mean dude's like literally Six to seven inches taller Man that reach is gonna be crazy And they're both super athletes. So, oh, man. Yeah, I might roll Darren on that, Doug. I mean, you know know what it's really going to be?
0: It's going to be whoever's actually ever sparred. Oh, man. So
1: let's check it out.
0: Like whoever's actually ever put in any work in the gym to, like, develop their boxing is going to be the guy who wins, right? Like we saw what happens whenever you put a super athlete in there against a YouTuber with a year or two of training. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's yep. one of those things where, you know, it, it, whoever's more comfortable in the pocket, whoever's more comfortable getting hit, whoever's more comfortable throwing punches, right? And that's going to be a matter of exposure over time. And so I would really look into like whoever's actually went to the gym and tried, right?
1: Yeah. So um, an article here it has, while the uh, addition of the former basketball star to the card may not seem out of left field, Darren William does have some MMA experience. Williams has a longtime passion for combat sports and is a part owner of Fortis MMA in Dallas, one of the top gyms in the country. Wow.
0: Holy shit. I had no idea that he was a part owner of Fortis, man. The Sarge over at Fortis was like one of the final contenders for like coach of the year type shit. Um, They've got a lot of like really, really top talent over there at Fortis. And so... But I mean, you know, he's good. like, I've got a lifelong passion and I could be a part owner of a gym. You know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to be any good at throwing punches, right? Does it say anywhere that he's trained? Like he's actually like done any training or is he just like
1: Well, He was a with... former, uh, say, wrestling champ in his youth. Let me see. Damn, Darren Williams was a fucking
0: wrestling champ back in the day. You wouldn't think yeah. someone that long would do good at wrestling. Wrestling is usually for like a shorter stock guys. Wow, that's
1: crazy. Yeah. But it says as a youth right here, it says he won a state title by 67 pounds and at 112. So I'm guessing that's probably junior high.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's where he is little, little. Before, before, <laughs> yeah. before he got so tall that his body made it so that he wouldn't be able to compete effectively at the top. But I mean... Yeah. Damn, the, the guy's the guy's a grinder. Like, motherfucking went out there and won championships wrestling. I mean, he's going to be, like, comfortable putting his nose in uh, in Frank Gore's chest, right? Um, so, who knows, man? It definitely, like, might go Darren's way. But, again, um, just look at these dudes, man. Frank Gore is, like, that dude. Frank Gore is, like, a mean-looking fella, right? I, I think that uh, I think that Frank Gore going to go in there and send that full to space.
1: Man, so Darren is from Texas. I'm going to roll Darren
0: Williams on that one. I mean, man, it's hard to pick against Texas, and it's hard to pick against a guy who has any type of association with Fortis and MMA because Fortis is a real good gym, man. I'm, I'm real, like, they're they're a real good gym. I'm real pumped about what they're doing over there. So, um, But again, bro, just like the eyeball test, bro, like Frank Gore going to pose big bombs.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of – initially going into it what i thought was going to be some of the determining factors really don't even matter like frank gore's a stiff arm you know he has a really good balance uh you know super strong legs and all that but none of that shit really matters you know it's about who can you know be able to make contact who can you know kind of have the endurance to you know endure those exchanges and i mean frank's Definitely uh, still active, and, you know, Darren's in good shape, you know, still in the big three and stuff like that. I mean,
0: the the bottom line is that fighting, you're going to take repeated blows to the head. Right, yeah. and Frank Gore has been taking repeated blows to the head in football. Right, so that, that's really like the thing that's got me is like I just feel like uh, Frank Gore is going to be like more conditioned for taking repeated blows to the head because that's what he's been doing in his previous sport. Hey, man, so, Chad um, Chousinko said
2: that Frank Gore has is looking great. I got Frank uh, Gore around eh, round three, bro, knockout
0: for round three (laughs) that makes me want that makes me want to choose anybody other than him because chad Cinco is notoriously full of shit (laughs) but you know i do love that he gets involved right he goes to like some of the events and like he's he's kind of like but creating a little name for himself out there but yeah um Cinco making a pick that's not validated in my world
2: yeah let me go ahead and say sorry cliff and josh man uh my microphone's been giving me problems man so
1: but, yeah, yeah. You, you gotta quit twerking on that uh, OnlyFans dog,
0: bro. There's, listen, man. That, that microphone isn't. Inc- there's nothing you can do about that microphone to make you sound like less of a dum dum.
1: Damn.
2: You know what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Kobe Covington lost. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, Uzman <laughs> or Uzman won. I was going. I was going for, for Uzman, man. I knew that Uzman had it, bro. It was yeah it was it was one of those fights where like everyone everyone knew what was gonna go down honestly with that fight i was really pleased that uh you know colby covington kind of like dropped his heel character there at the very end and was like look guys it's nothing but love i love all y'all even if y'all like hate me for this act that i've been putting on like i still love every one of y'all and i'm gonna go back to the gym and like try real hard and like get back out there y'all have seen the best out of me and like he was able to uh you know effectively like earn the respect of kumaru and like you know him and kumaru are on like friendly speaking terms right like they're over their little rivalry and like that whole marketing ploy that it was and uh you know yeah i'm here for it right that i will say that i think colby covington has done a great job of like adopting a role so that he could play the heel so that he could like help generate money within the marketing machine of the ufc like I, I, wish that it didn't involve that. I wish that it was pure sport. I will say it is, that it isn't. Whenever they do,
2: they were doing the presser, um, and he was like bullshitting with Zhang. I think. Uh, I think I saw the real side of Kobe, and I was like, "Man, this guy plays the like his role perfectly. He knows mm-hmm. how to, you know, increase viewership um, for
0: people who like him or dislike him." And well, the, the way- idea is that people tune in because they love to hate him, right? Yes, I mean, he, and he plays he, it he even, went on, he even went on Brendan Schaub's Food Truck Diaries, and Brendan was able to uh, get him to kind of drop character a couple times. Brendan Schaub's one of those guys that like gets you eaten and uh, and gets you to drop character. He was able to get Triple C, uh, Henry Sahudo, King of Cringe, to drop his little act for a little while. He was able to get Colby to drop his act, but he even, in a later interview, was like, man, Colby was a hard guy to get to drop that act. Like Colby is a elite professional when it comes to that uh, marketing ploy that he's got going on
2: and regardless of like political stances too because that's not why I didn't like him I didn't like him because of his mouth man he just talked and talked and
0: like regardless of
2: like the hats he wore it's just that he played it like he's not a bad guy I mean
0: well, I mean, the I've truth is that I don't think time. he gives a. The truth is I don't think he gives a flying fuck about Donald Trump or politics at all. I think that he just I like. Agree, yeah. I think that he started playing his little heel role. Uh, you know, it, was, it all started whenever he like called Brazil a dump, and like he said out loud that like that was a calculated marketing move for the sake of like generating hype so that he could get another fight. Uh, the UFC was talking about cutting him because he wasn't very exciting, and so that was what he did. Right, he was pushed into a corner and he did something right, and then he just kind of had to keep rolling with it. And then, like the MAGA crowd was like the crowd that was most receptive to the way that he was marketing his business, and so then he just started to pander to them as it went along. And which, again, that created the bigger divide within the community. It made people hate him more. I mean, it worked out. Like it worked out. Like the guy has made a fuck ton of money by being a literal troll. Like people don't realize that he's trolling and that he's, you know, it's like it's like being like sincerely mad. At Triple H, because you didn't like the way he talked to Stephanie McMahon on last Thursday's SmackDown. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 theater to a degree. You know what I'm saying? For the sake of getting that marketing machine up and going. And um, but you know, again, for for sport purists, right? Like it's fucking crock shit, right? Like I want it to be pure sport. I don't want to deal with you know if these guys have endearing attitudes and personalities. That's cool. It makes it more marketable but whenever like the primary focus of fighters is to go out and figure out how to make this thing marketable and cool like that's not the job of them it's supposed to be the the job of the ufc to go out and do that so i don't know i don't know it's one of those things where i always go for guys who are like doing it in a more respectful pure sport type of way and that's why i was going for kamaru right like kamaru didn't sell out and start being a troll and doing silly shit to like generate hype around his fights he went out there and generated hype by the merit of his performances, right? And that's the difference. That's why I'm a Kamaru fan. Uh, much more so than I am a Colby fan. So, who, 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 did, uh, who did Cliff have winning that fight, Cliff? I know you
2: I were mean, going for Covington, bro.
1: Oh, no. It was my all day. So, yeah, did, no, uh, Cov- no, Covington's a fuck boy, and <clears throat> for me, I never really respect fighters who will I guess not stand on any honor. You know what I mean? Like if you're mm. just like, hey, if they told him, hey, wear a pink dress, and he's basically like a fake Dennis Rodman in a sense, just a person looking for attention to get money. Yeah. And it's like I watch UFC for the combat, for the competition. I don't need like all the other shit. You know what I mean? Absolutely.
2: But and if I will a say,
1: does do that? Then if it's authentic, then I like it. You know what I mean? Like, Stylebender, he's super charismatic. You know, I think he's one of the best performers as far as drawing the attention to the fight. And then you kind of look on the same, uh, I guess, line, you got Conor McGregor who goes way over the top and it's just some um, shit that you really don't want the sport. And it's not beneficial to anybody because, you know, fans aren't gonna want to tune, tune in to see that bullshit. So, you know, it just uh, loses a lot of bags for a lot of fighters.
0: Yeah, man, Conor Conor McGregor was like the reality show, you know what I'm saying? He was like he was like that dude who like made a lot of drama and so that like random bros who don't give a shit about sport could be like, "Oh my god, did you hear about this like ridiculous thing this dude did?" And people were turning in to see the ridiculous things that this ridiculous dude did he really wasn't about the fights at all. Like, I mean, I mean, it has gone to show. Like, Conor's gotten his ass beat. It's fucking, I don't think he's won a fight since, like, 2019 or some shit. And people are still acting like he's something special, you know what I'm saying? And it's because he's got this, like, personality cult around him. And, you know, again, like y'all said, I think it takes away from the sport when it gets right down to it. But
2: Exact same situation for uh, Jake Paul, man. Uh, I was looking at some old interviews of Jake Paul, and he the character that he plays to social media and to everyone else that are watching his fights, he's the exact same as, you know, like we said, Conor McGregor and, um, Kobe Covington, you know, he just, he, he's the ultimate troll and he's doing it in a way to where he knows people are going to hate him for it. But at the the end of the day, he's a real cool guy, man. Yeah.
1: I'll I'll tell you the difference in actors are going to play a role and their job is to entertain and to get money, fighter jobs are to fight to get money. You know what I mean? So YouTube stars, all those people, like I don't really give them a lot of stark as far as that uh, being, you know, dignified athletes or anything like that because literally, you know, if people were gonna pay Jake Paul a million dollars in enter fishing competitions, he'd do that. But, you know, he's kind of found his lane and talking shit to, uh, you know, athletes.
0: Well, you know, one thing. So I will say that Jake Paul has kind of won me over um, as someone who, for sure, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a sport purist guy. But I understand whenever we're doing a sideshow for the sake of a sideshow, I'm here for that, right? And like he's a sideshow for the sake of a sideshow, right? Yep. And so that's that's neat. It's like a neat side thing that like I can appreciate for what it is as it comes up and as it goes. And another thing that and the reason why Jake Paul has actually won me over is that he has. Since he's been involved in this, been a consistent advocate for fairer fighter pay within the UFC, uh, and I am a big, big proponent of that. I am not a fan of Dana being able to go and buy the three surrounding estates surrounding his estates, so that he can fucking throw big dumbass rager parties that don't piss off his neighbors, who literally live miles away in every direction. Because he's throwing such ridiculous fucking parties that like they don't want to hear it. So he's like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to buy every estate that surrounds me so that I can throw among these parties and no one's going to bitch. And it's like, bro, fuck that. You shouldn't have buy four estates money. That money should be going to fighters so that those guys can help. You know, like At some point, there's no reason why a person who's signed to the UFC should be working a second job while Dana's buying multiple estates. Like, it's just, it's just not fair, right? Like, those guys are the guys who are creating the value. No, there is not a single right guard in the NFL who's on the practice squad who makes less than a quarter million dollars a year. He's also a huge advocate for uh, equal rights,
2: man. Uh, if you check out some of those interviews I talked about, um, you know, where he drops the character and you get to, know, like, the real Jake Paul... Um, he's a huge advocate for that, and I think not only did that win my respect, but his grind, man. I mean, his training—like he—he's really committed to this boxing thing, and it's going to be a, an exciting fight to where he actually uh, gets to showcase what he's learned with an actual boxer, with um, um, Fury's brother, right? He, he's fighting Fury's brother.
0: Well, so I can tell you, Fury's brother isn't like a real boxer. Fury's brother has gone in and fought like. he's got like nine fights and like the combined record between the nine fighters that he's fought is like four and like 180 or some shit like it's like he's an an actual uh like i mean mean, is he a professional amateur boxer or no he's a a professional he's a professional fighter who goes out there and like makes his money boxing like you have to understand that like tyson this fury's brother has fought like boxing is a weird sport ain't like mma they have guys out there who are like one and two hundred one and a hundred and twenty you know what I'm saying, Oops. like, and, and and there's money in it for them, and so you get these guys who go 22 and 0, and they get, a, and they have, and they might have fought guys who have a total of eight wins on their entire record. Like it's very, very cushioned for the sake of building stars, and they're trying to do something with with Fury's little brother. And I guess, yeah, I, I'm uh, not, I'm not, I'm not sold on him as a legitimate boxer at all, um, well,
2: at all, at all. I- I think the point uh, I'm trying to make is that, you know, a lot of people uh, that, you know, know about Jake Paul have been waiting for him to fight. Hey, look, dude, if you're going to if you want to be a professional boxer, then it's time that you get in the ring with another professional boxer, not an ex basketball player, not an ex, you know, you know, athlete like an actual boxer. So, yeah, uh, this fight is a huge fight for him.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's going to go in there and fight a guy who puts bread on his table by doing what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like that guy makes his money by boxing. Um, And so, yeah, it's going to be be a, a neat deal. And one thing that I, you know, you can tell just on the surface with Jake Paul is that he's someone who like understands consistency over time. You know what I'm saying? Like he's gotten this following because he's been chipping away and doing consistent good work over a very prolonged period of time. And that's what it takes to be good in the in the octagon and in, and in the squared circle is, you know, going in and grinding every day and putting in consistent good effort over a prolonged period of time. And that translates into the skill set in the octagon, right? If he goes, if, I mean, I'm telling you guys, if he goes about training and goes about being a, a, a martial artist as sincerely and professionally as he's gone about being a YouTuber, the guy's going to do just fine. He's, he's going to do fine, I know that I know that Clifton has a few uh, a few Nido points away. Do you want to try and start slinging some Neato questions our way?
1: Yeah, man. So, well, uh, first of all, before we go too deep, I uh, got to do a quick fantasy football recap on the previous week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no.
0: We haven't done a fantasy football recap once. Just listen, guys, the only reason we're getting a fantasy football recap is cuz Clifton finally won a game. Hey, he's won two. Yep. Get it right,
1: all right, bud. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yep. you know, won two games, uh, knocking people out of playoff contention. You know what I mean? Me knocking
0: me out of playoff contention,
1: motherfucker. If we went to the bro. playoffs today, I'd be in the playoffs, bro. Your seating reduced fifty percent. All right, <laughs> bro. I went from the second <laughs> to fourth. Of course, sure. The hey. most amazing thing about
2: Josh's uh, fantasy football team is that he traded away his first round pick, traded away his second round pick. Right? Wasn't Kelsey yeah. your second round pick? Yeah, and exactly. he's still the 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 second most um, like he scored the second most points in the league. And my third and round, it's pick amazing.
0: And my third round pick had a blown out ACL, so I ain't got a first, second, or third round pick, and I got the second highest scoring team in the league. Oh, do got to mention that he traded those players for a
2: a round two for next year and a round three for next year yeah so
0: so i've got i've got one first round pick two second round picks and two third round picks so i got five picks in the first three rounds call that a fully assembled infinity gauntlet for next year's fantasy football draft
2: even making the playoffs (laughs) right now man is an absolute dub and like amazing like (laughs) amazing draft yeah
0: listen bro the fact that i'm competitive and get to like talk shit and not have to like Crawl under my rock as the guy who sold the farm is extraordinary. I thought that I was gonna have to for sure like tuck my tail between my legs and like avoid the sincere shit talk because like I thought that for sure I was gonna be in like the bottom two or three and like clearly doing terrible and uh that I was just gonna have to like keep my head down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, nah, bro. I'm, I sold the farm and I'm in the top four. Like, shit. Y'all are gonna hear about it all year. Hey, y'all gonna hear about this season for the rest of y'all's lives. I'll be fucking delivering your eulogy, and I'll be like, I remember that time I fleeced Greg in fantasy yeah, football. after I win the championship, yeah, Greg got the worst of it. Hey.
1: <laughs> oh man, no, no, man I'm in sixth place right
0: now. No man, Kevin got the Kevin got the worst of it, bro. I think Kelsey's still injured. Is
1: Kelsey giving Kevin more than six points in a single game? No, he got a touchdown this week.
2: Finally, I don't think he's been bro. injured. All right, I think he's just uh, Mahomes has been off, man. Uh, oh Patrick Mahomes hasn't been hasn't looked the same. Listen,
1: bro, or... I thought that Kelsey got hurt. This has been so bad. <laughs> Yeah. Dude, mm. but if I'm Mahomes, though, man, I got $500 dog. I'm not playing hard every single week, dog. Oh, like, bro, I'm if you're Mahomes, you
0: yeah, how do you even care about football with $500 million in the bank? Like, what do you even have to live for at that point? Chilling.
2: I mean, I, I told you guys in the group chat that ever since he started fucking around with Jake from State Farm, he just hasn't been he right, could. man. He just has not yeah, been seriously. right. seriously. Man, Jake. Jake
1: from let's see okay so when should an athlete be able to turn pro
0: greg you go ahead
2: uh depending on the sport i believe um i basketball was i think basketball should be as soon as they graduate high school um boy, i guess even football i don't know because my argument. That could be made potentially, and I know that the NCAA changed some of the rules on you know some of the financial um, gains that, that a college player can get. But I, I feel like if you can, if you can at the age of 18, then you should for sure be able to join the league uh, immediately after high school. And for football, uh, I, I think from a developmental um, standpoint, like one year in ncaa because you know going from college to, to, to the nfl is drastically different you know what i mean the speed you know of everyone on the field going from high school to the nfl would be insane man like i, I just feel like there's a lot of development that these college players uh for college football you know have a lot to learn in in their time at college so
1: and so for me i think 14, 15, you should be able to sign a contract and be able to be professional. And the reason that I say that is, imagine if you had Andrew Luck playing for the Indianapolis Colts and he literally didn't have to go to school, he doesn't have to do nothing but train and watch film all day, every day. And I think a lot of people have the assumption that, hey, you know this dude's only 185 pounds as a 14 year old like he's not going to be able to hang out you know be able to compete with grown men and it's like yeah you don't want to put him in practice you want to have him on your roster you know have this dude have eight years of familiarity with your scheme and your organization and then you know once you feel he's ready you can throw him on the field and basketball you know you can have a You know they have like the g League, d league and you know you can even make a lower tier league than that but i just think a lot of high school time is being wasted a lot of college resources are being wasted on you know these athletes just so the schools can make money but i think if the goal is for athletes to be in the best position to be pros and have you know the best professional game i think we need to start more uh, soccer like academies and all different major sports
0: I mean, that's, that's certainly fair. You know what I'm saying? Um, I feel like if I were to speak on it, I would say that anybody should be able to compete in any sport professionally, the moment they're able to compete proficiently. I don't care if you're 12, I don't care if you're nine, I don't care if you're 50, you know, cause I can, I can take my 18 month old son right now and put him to work having him, you know, he could be a baby model right now, you know what I'm saying, you can put your kids to work, people don't want to fucking recognize it, but like, bro, child labor is like a real gray thing, where we're like, you can't put them to work on an hourly clock, but you can absolutely contract them out as talent professionally for all kinds of dope shit, they're in movies, they're on fucking diaper boxes, and so why do, why do young kids get to, get to get the money for their parents and shit, whenever they're just models and cute, Right. Why, did, why do you get to capitalize on the on the value that a cute child generates versus the capital that an athletic child makes? And so I just feel like the moment that anybody is able to truly ball and get in there and perform, they should be able to do it in any sport. And I feel like the only reason why any of this stuff is in place is for the sake of profitability for the college institutions. I don't think oh, that there's sure. any real, like, trying to protect athletes, so we're going to send them to the NCAA so they can develop properly shit. Yeah, I think all bullshit. I think that it's straight up, like, they've got a little rope-a-dope set up where they know that guys want to go and get this big bag in these big leagues. And these colleges managed to somehow insert themselves into the process a long time ago. And like they built out a set of rules with the leagues. And so like just because these rules exist, I don't necessarily mean they're right. You know, it's what's been arranged to protect the profitability of all the all the interested parties. And I don't care for none of that. You know, all I care about is if you can ball or not. Um, and so, you know, with that, you know, if, if, if you can go out there and ball, go out there and ball. You know, that's that. For sure,
2: a, a major, you know, a major part of it is is money. Oh, I mean, for sure. But I I I think that you know the level of skill that um, that's gonna change whenever you go. Like, f- say you're 15, 18. Let's say you're 18 and you go straight to the NBA. You know, a lot of NBA teams are gonna be wary of like, oh man, we got a kid straight out of high school. You know, is he ready to compete in the NBA? Are we gonna take that risk?
0: Um well, also here's the and, thing: and is that if, 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 if here's the thing: is that if it's questionable, he ain't that guy. Like if like if you don't oh, think he's good enough, don't hire him. You know what I'm saying? Like it'd be team, like
2: a very rare instance. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it's
0: yeah. like you got to understand: you got to understand that, bro. Like these these leagues, these teams are like employers, right? And like they want the most effective employee that they can possibly have, right? And like they don't care about anything else other than the effectiveness of the cog in the machine. And so. You know, I think that you go out and get the get the right talent at the right time. And, and you know, if, there, if if there's a 14-year-old who can do it, let them go do it, right? If But, you know, the, the bottom line is that there's not going to be a 13-year-old who can ball in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to exist. The bottom line, all I'm trying to say is that whenever, like the day that you can determine that child is prepared, right, let them go ball, right? Do not hold anybody back from going out and doing what they're capable of. For the sake of protecting them, or for the sake of, or for the sake of protecting your profitability, right? Let the let the talent speak for itself out there in the out there in the competitive arena.
1: Yeah, because I mean, I th- I feel like one thing that is real nasty out in the world is using kids as a uh, shield for fuck shit, and they're like, hey man, we want to do shit for the kids, blah blah blah, but hey, as soon as you turn eighteen, we're gonna give you, 180 300 k in college debt. You know, it's like, why can this person decide to go to college, and they can't get that same amount for a home loan? It's like, all right, man, cut the bullshit. Like, let these people do their thing because, yeah. you know, like Zion Williams, for example. I'm sure you guys are familiar with him. Plays yeah, for but the they, Pelicans.
0: They, big Naruto fan.
1: Yeah, like, dog, he's not gonna get much bigger in college. Like, he spent six months in college just to dick around and to. Get do more just uh, a college gram followers, just to
0: clutch follow, yeah. just a college bitches.
1: I, you know? Yeah, and um, it's like, I guess
0: that's
2: a good argument too. Is like you know, l- let the kids enjoy college here as well. Yeah,
0: but like, well, I mean, if a kid wants to go enjoy college, like if he chooses to go to college instead of going to the league, that's his choice. But the problem is that guys aren't allowed to make that choice. They gotta go. You gotta go do college, right? You gotta go and fucking dick around in college for six months and pretend on a college campus for six months before you go to the league and like that just seems redundant
1: yeah because if you ask most athletes a lot of them are like hey man i enjoyed college this and that blah 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 and i feel like man i'd rather own a home at the age of 18 and be able to like do whatever the fuck i want instead of going to class and you know some of these athletes they've just been coddled for so long to where college just seems so appealing because you know they got grown men coming to their houses like hey we're going to take care of your kid. He's not going to have to worry about anything. He's going to have anything he wants. He's going to be the fucking man. And oh, yeah. Houston, this is the
0: that's the and, path to insulation.
1: Yeah. And athletes know, like, as a rookie, you're not going to be better than LeBron going into the league. So they're like, hey, fuck it. I'll go to college. I'll be the man. I'll be able to dominate. And then I'll get to the league and I'll get the money. But, you know, I just think there needs to be a mind mindset shift. So that people can understand it is a business and it's not about being the man it's about like earning income because this is why i don't trust uh colleges to educate players about money zion got offered a 300 million dollar shoe deal by uh zhanghai or something like that some chinese shoe company the motherfucker turned it down just to be on team jordan for 75 million i'm like doc in no world should a person be uneducated enough to make that type of financial decision well i mean come on bro
0: at some point what's the difference in 75 million 300 million he got cashed out he's gonna live the rest of his life easily he might as well go be like on the team you want to be on and good point is
2: you couldn't even remember that that seven or that 500 or 300 million uh, right like you you can't even think of the name name. this is the biggest brand in the world you know
1: do you guys think bill gates would have taken 300 million or 75 million listen i don't think that bill gates is a moral (laughs) ethical
0: human right like i don't i don't think that what bill gates would do is an appropriate metric for measuring how normal people operate right like yeah bill gates would have went for the 300 million dollars because he's a goddamn money-grubbing lunatic you know what i'm saying like yeah he'd like he's also the guy who's like who was like making viruses so that he could sell people the antivirus. Like the guy's a yeah. maniac. Like you don't but
1: know. you just made my point without even knowing it. Michael Jordan is the one who made Zion do that deal by swaying him. He's like, Hey, Team Jordan, blah blah blah, this and that. So manipulation tactics won in one guy's favor and lost on another guy's side. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean Michael Jordan definitely won that, right? He got a he got a guy who was worth $500 million for $75 million because he had an existing brand, right? But, you yeah. know, again, I, you know, there's there's all kinds of stuff, right? Like, you know, it might not be as many. I don't know. I, I can imagine where if you're going to make $100 million playing basketball and another $75 million for being on a shoe deal, you're looking at $175 million. I mean, God damn. What are you ever, I mean, really, 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 what are you going to do beyond that? You know so i put that in the bank. You realize if you put that in a hedge fund that gets 10% a year, you're getting $17.5 million a year to live off of, and you're never even touching your stack. And maybe you know, he
2: he looked at it long-term too, you know, like, all right, long-term investment with, you know, with, with the Jordan brand. All right, 75 million up front, cool. But you, you got to think of everything else that comes with the Jordan brand. You know, um, commercial advertisements you know sponsorships all of that it's the clout it's
0: clout the guy as well yeah he's an 18 year old kid there's more clout and it's michael jordan yeah there's more clout working with the jordan company than there is working with Zhang chin chinese company it's just clout the the guy the guy wants more likes on his instagram and that was what was going to get him more likes on his
1: instagram yeah man it's sad so Hopefully these guys can uh, definitely make better decisions, man. Cause shit like that definitely upsets me. Because it's like, man, ah, they just gotta make better decisions, man. Like that, the motherfucker rolled his ankle and uh, towards meniscus during a college game. He's been injured the past two out of three years. It's like, dog, take more money, bro. Like your body's gonna break down. You're fucking three hundred pounds and you're six foot six. Dog, like, like you, at some point in time, you really gotta look at you know what's going to be the best for you in your future because they're not going to give you you know those long-term contracts if you're asking breaking down like a whole civic
0: i just feel like man you cashed out 75 million one time everything else is just sitting on a mountain of cash and everything else is just playing from there you know what i'm saying uh, yep. you know I just, I just really try and think about how i would act if someone was like here's 75 million dollars I would just be like, bro. I would, I would never have to worry about money ever again at that Fuck point. You. you know what I'm saying? And so once you, Keep once you're, busy. once you're effectively removed from like the scarcity, right? Like you're, you're talking about like needing to act out of scarcity, right? Like acquire as much cash as you humanly can, so that you and your family can be insulated for like the future, right? Well, like I think that once you crack like the ten million dollar price point on that, then it's like all just like weird, narcissistic numbers on paper trying to, like, gather up well so that you can feel cool about it, right? Like, it's just a matter of, like, feeling cool. Or, like, you know, the guy the guy made enough money to fucking say fuck it, you know? It's, like, the truth of the matter, you know? You'd say
1: fuck it.
2: Quick question, Cliff.
0: What's up? Who who
2: was the last 18-year-old to go straight to the league? It was uh, LeBron, right? 18-year-old? So, uh, uh, or, like, I think. Fresh out of high school. Was it LeBron? Oh, fresh out of high
1: school? yeah yeah well it depends yeah i would say lebron because like brandon jennings he didn't go to college he went to play professional overseas i remember that i wish that Uh, we
0: had i wish that we had micro leagues in in the u.s where guys could go instead of going to college they could go and play in d leagues and get good money and develop themselves and then get
1: drafted they do a couple of top picks in this upcoming draft uh they uh, signed a Puma deal, and oh, I forget his name. He's going to go to Memphis, but he went D-League. He's going to be in the upcoming draft this year. Uh, Mikey, Dude, that's
0: smart. That's smart. Go that guy.
1: Yeah. Uh, Mikey Williams, uh, He just he's a 16-year-old high school kid, just got like a million-dollar shoe deal. Um,
0: that's so crazy. Go him.
1: Yeah. Hell I mean, because yeah. uh, like, the main thing about going D-League is – so um rj barrett he was going to be the number one draft pick in zion's draft uh both of them ended up playing at duke zion actually you know raises draft stock because you know the dunks and everything like that you know what i mean so his exposure helped to move up you know two to three uh picks all the way to number one a lot of dudes may be scared that they're not going to be televised, and they're not going to be able to showcase their talent because, you know, despite popular belief, most, outside of San Antonio Spurs, uh, gyms really don't do anything. Like there wouldn't be a combine if dudes were actually watching film. Like you wouldn't have to play one on one and do all these bullshit drills if they were like actually watching the tape of guys, uh, you know, playing in college. So, I think some dudes, college is definitely still going to be necessary if you're going to be, you know, that second round free agent pick. But if you're Uh, First round draft pick. Definitely got to take the money and go D-League.
0: Absolutely. I'm sure.
1: All right, man. So hopping into the next topic. Uh, What were some of the top three magazines during your childhood? Oh, man, I
0: know exactly what my top three are. Y'all ready? Let's hear it. Let's hear it. All All right. Number one, Playboy. (laughs)
1: Hey, that's a good
0: one, actually Found that shit under my dad's mattress My mind was blown, son (laughs) (laughs) right, number two Dave Campbell's High School Football Magazine Where? I don't know if anybody on the podcast Is going to know what this is But Dave Campbell's is a a, a magazine That goes through and, like, documents High school football teams And, like, (laughs) gives you an idea Of, like, who the good recruits For the college teams are going to be and yeah, like who the nice. stars on the football teams are going to be, and like, is it a Texas thing or is it a nationwide thing?
1: Uh, it's uh, Texas only. Fuck yeah, man! I, that, yeah. I, 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 that makes it
0: number one. Playboy, Playboy's number two. So, Dave Campbell's is like a Texas magazine that covers high school football teams and like their players and like where they're going to do in their district and shit. And like, man, whenever you're a high school football player, getting mentioned in that shit is like the coolest shit. Um. And then uh, my number three would have to be Game Informer, which was the magazine that you would get anytime they had it sitting on the counter at uh, the GameStop, and it would give you all the like cool news about new games coming out before fucking the internet was like really a thing.
1: Right? Oh yeah, man.
0: So I and feel like so, those, I feel like those are strong. Like, those are oh, yeah. strong kicks.
1: Super solid. So with mine, I got Dave Campbell as well. Uh, I mean, just super cool magazine. You can. Kind of get a feel for some of your opponents, uh, check out some of the recruits, uh, see some of the blatant lies that coaches were putting in there about their players. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I remember one time, I, man, it might have been you guys' class or somewhere around that time frame. You're like, this person run the 4-4, the person ran the 4-5. I'm like, all right, bro. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like, man, we had we had one kid run a 4-4, maybe ever. Ever. That's probably Bradley Sims, probably the closest we ever got to that.
1: Oh, man, he was a 4'6 at best. Yeah, four seven.
0: 4'7. So. so there you go, that's what I'm saying. That's the closest we ever got.
1: Man, Kenny, so. Kenny could probably get
0: a 4'5.
2: I think Kenny got like a 4'5, yeah, I was about to say. And if not yeah. Kenny or Bradley, for sure the average voice. Uh, I'm not sure what Brandon and James ran, but it had to uh, have been a J- like,
1: yeah, book was I mean, a we like four-five.
0: Uh, games had a four-four. Yeah, man. Yeah, so so yeah, we had never have anybody touch that <laughs> ever again.
1: Yep. That's the
2: fastest anyone ever ran in granger ever. I'd say, all right. Yeah. I think you guys are missing on a, an important one. And I'm gonna go ahead and Oh, say they it. left
1: only name one. <laughs> oh, oh, my bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's missing all kind of shit. Shit, it might be mine. Yeah, let's see. Yep. Yeah. Then uh, I got a Lowrider magazine. Oh, man, that used to be one of my favorites, man. Just all the different cars. That's they had cool. the Spanish honeys on there. Like, oh, man, that shit was cool. They used to have the Lowrider bikes. A whole bunch of shit I can never afford, but always wanted to buy. Like, that one was definitely one of my all-time favorites. And for number three, I got the Source magazine or XXL. Really doesn't matter, but you know, those hip hop magazines were super cool because you could you know, without the internet back then you really didn't know when albums gonna come out unless there was like a uh music video release. So, you know, it was like good for sourcing and you know, they were great at marketing most of the
0: kids. So I still remember the funniest thing I ever read in that magazine. They were doing like a a profile on like all the like new rappers that year, like they have the freshmen and the sophomores and shit and uh one year OJ the Juice Man was one of the rookies and they had like strengths, weaknesses this and that and like his weakness was listed as rapping (laughs) like OJ the Juice Man's weakness was rapping as a rapper like damn listen why y'all gonna give that man fucking page space if all you're gonna do is roast him like
2: that it's
0: like Gordon Ramsay saying yeah
2: you know I'm I'm pretty bad at cooking actually Uh, it's actually one of my biggest weaknesses <laughs> um, yeah, that's you,
0: really, really you really just compare OJ the Juice Man to fucking Gordon Ramsay? I'm just like, saying, like, Gordon like, Ramsay, like, bro, Gordon Gordon Ramsay's like a multi-billion dollar chef, and like <laughs> OJ the Juice Man's like wearing a shirt over his arm. Like, <laughs> come on, man! Like, fucking, hey, you got. I get like, a, I cooking. get all my cooking tips from his. I feel I feel like, I, I, feel like fucking, me, I feel like you gotta compare Gordon Ramsay to like Jay Z. Like that's like that's like Jay Z is the Gordon Ramsay of the rap game, bro. It's like something like that. You can't be. You, you, I got too much respect for my man Gordon, bro.
1: Hey, well, uh <laughs> right. be... hey, Juice Man' net worth is two million, which is probably inaccurate as fuck. But internet's gonna internet. A more
2: accurate comparison would be like Carson Wynn Yeah, you know I play football, but you know I'm, my biggest weakness is uh, throwing the football.
1: Durability. There you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I remember people were comparing him to Dak. Yeah, it's laughable. Um, yeah, well, um, I mean, I, I guess, I guess both their biggest issues are durability. Damn. Dak last year though, that was it. You know, Dak was extremely durable in, until last year, where you know
0: he just <laughs> hey, wasn't. Hey, Greg, y'all still going to y'all still going to Super Bowls here? Hell
2: yeah. One of the Super Bowl Look man I ain't worried about I ain't worried about last week <laughs> this, this, Hell yeah this we're This sentiment
0: going. right here is why I can't stand the Cowboys <laughs> Alright so Before cool. I continue with yeah. the Cowboys
2: Because I could talk first about the Cowboys uh, I'll only name one Well I'll name two actually But, oh, but I'm just going to sit here and
0: name their whole fucking roster Plus their fucking practice squad
2: No no, I'm talking about magazines uh, ah.
0: National Geographic guys Come on oh, man Oh man, man.
1: That was the what magazine
0: a good back thing. in the day. Bro, Man, I-, I still... Listen, my dad has a humongous stack of the OG yellow fucking copies. Like, my dad has like 200 National Geographic magazines that are like the, the fucking thick yellow ones, bro. You know I'm Tom about? Mm-hmm. If you ever had National mm-hmm. Geographic, you know how they had that yellow cover? Yeah, shit. I'm gonna go fish that out. I bet there's all kind of antiquated information in them old dusty fucking books. I just... For being
2: in school man as, as young as I can remember and just always seeing that on uh, you know the teacher's shelf so like where they had all the reading material or whenever we'd go yeah. to the library you know that would be the first spot I'd go is that National Geographic because cover R- art on, on each magazine was so dope man just, I love animals yeah. love and them, then good. thank you but yeah I knew it would resonate I knew it would resonate and also um, when I broke my leg in fourth grade I uh, my mom's boss uh, actually got me like a stack of fantasy football magazines. Like I was in fourth grade, man, and I, you know, I had shit else to do. And then, and that's, <laughs> and that's where I fell in love with fantasy <laughs> football because he bought me like legit six or seven magazines of fantasy football, and I just read, you know, every page of it. and uh, um, Rubbing one out
1: there, bro. How did you? How did you? How
2: did you break your leg? Man, we were in a circle on the football field. Whoa. It was during our PE time. It was during PE time and, and, and we were kicking the, the soccer ball, bro, and there was another kid and going for it, you know, as we were kicking it in a circle, and we both went for it like a hundred percent. And we both kicked and I either he either tripped me on accident or my momentum caused me to fall down. And I just fell awkwardly, I think. I really think that's it. I can't remember. I just remember the pain, bro. Like so it felt like
0: you don't think it was the impact of him tackling? You think it was the impact of you hitting the earth? That's what I'm thinking. Because one, did you, it wasn't was it like intentional. Your, was it? Was it like below your knee or over your knee? It was the femur, bro. Bro, you femur. broke your fucking femur. How am I just? I know. You know why? You know why, bro? Because I left and I left and came back in at the end of. I came back in middle school, so I wasn't there for, for fourth grade, bro. I was living in Temple whenever the shit went down.
2: Yeah, dude. Uh, I just, you know, I don't know how it happened. I just remember. When I was on the ground trying to get up and just being in immediate pain. And, and the best way I can describe it is I was laying on my back just, you know, in just an excruciable yeah, amount yeah. of pain. But it felt like my leg was uh, like sinking in the ground. I'll never forget that feeling. Like I was laying on the ground, obviously my legs broken, and it felt like from my knee up to my hip was the ground, like it was sinking in the ground and uh <laughs> remember my you know why?
0: you know you know i imagine why you're feeling that way is because you're bleeding internally and that's like uh, literally like <laughs> like you can you terrible, can feel what like you can feel that liquid pooling up down like it's gravity's carrying all that liquid that's like now no longer circulating properly in your body right so like i can imagine you would feel that weightedness on the bottom of your leg right because of the because of the the liquid the blood pooling up in there where it isn't circulating right anymore because you've got a broken fucking leg worse you know that's the only thing i can imagine right uh, yeah, bro, i remember you, yeah, bro, you brittle let me find out I'm, <laughs> never gonna, I'm never gonna not give you a hard time about this now bro. i uh never i remember michael Thornton. Push you come Mike, push you over, bro.
2: Michael was like he called the coach at the time like hey anthony needs help. come over here and i remember the coach coming like oh it's just a big bruise get up man and Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael was like, that's not a bruise. Like his bone is, is literally sticking, like not through the skin, but you could see where it broke. And it was like almost poking through the skin. Oh, and so he t- fuck. Oh, <laughs> so he took a closer look and he was like, oh, yeah, that's broken. <laughs> and oh man, yeah. But yeah. Um, so, you know, that happened in the fantasy football magazines just came and I just fell in love, man. I just, you know, started reading all that.
0: But. So, what's your, so what's your third magazine?
2: The third magazine I I couldn't decide Because um, I was googling Like The magazines That were on the shelves At Walmart Because you know When your family Used to go to Walmart Back in the day And right. you know You'd venture Towards the magazine aisle Right Wherever it was at And, and you just like See what you liked So mine was either The the car magazines Because the car magazines Were real dope I couldn't think of the name Of the car magazines though um And also like uh, The The Crossword puzzle ones, like, well, yeah, the puzzle
0: ones. Well, I can, I can go ahead and throw this out here. I, I, I didn't pick this one because I thought that for sure one of y'all two would be picking it. This being like kind of a sports centric podcast, but Sports Illustrated, boys. Oh yeah, there it is. None of y'all yeah. ever watched, None of y'all ever fucking did yeah. Sports Illustrated, bro. No, Good one, hey. yeah. Very good yeah. one. That's a good i rip. thought for sure one of y'all be picking sports illustrated that was like low-hanging fruit so i wasn't gonna pick it but like yeah man uh that was definitely like the first thing that came to my mind was sports illustrated to be super honest so yeah i'm glad that i was able to get that out there and it got to be my idea because i definitely like intentionally wasn't gonna space sports illustrated but uh yeah that
1: was, that was a good pick Very on good sports point. illustrated yeah sports illustrated was a lot
0: of fun bro you got to get like all the inside scoops on all the cool shit back in the day and uh the thing that i liked was the picture like, now they got, got to, the boss <laughs> yeah but i mean like you got to see like the dopest pictures like i, I still remember there was a a a of an iteration of it that i had that had a centerfold of michael jordan doing his fucking like his dunk man dunk bro and like i still remember like to this day that being like one of the coolest photos that i ever saw you know say it was in that sports illustrated book so um you know, it's kind of like where sports and national geographic intersect right it's like cool documentary and style photos and neat journalism but sports instead of instead of nature and so uh that was always a real real someone for me i read i read hundreds of copies of, of you just unlocked a lot
2: memory in my head of the sports illustrated bikini magazine like you know how once a year yeah. they they have this yeah. suit special all yeah. right you're right man Good one, yes, good one, good one. Perfect, I remember bro. being a kid and just lot you know, reading through the, you know, that special issue, like well, you know, so the, the like everyone. You know?
0: The special issue didn't quite do it for me so much because I knew where my dad was hiding his fucking Playboys. <laughs> like, oh, cool! Like you know, that. The, the Sports Illustrated bikini models was enough to like get my dick tingling. Then I would go grab the grab the Playboy off from underneath the fucking mattress and do, do the down, do the dirty as a as a thirteen year old. You know,
2: I heard but, that. Playboy actually has some very good reading material as well. You know, they actually maybe do. not just uh, the pictures, yeah.
0: Yeah, if you if you've never actually picked up a Playboy, man, like their pictures are like not super salacious. Like they're always like really like nice, respectful photos. Like they're not meant to like make a woman like a raunchy fuck animal. They're meant to like be like nice, artsy photos to so, like really into it. Yeah, exactly. It's meant to be classy. classy. And yeah, there's lots classy. of like, and there is actually like, honestly, like lots of like really really interesting reading material where like they go and like. You know, the journalists there had like academic levels of journalism, but they were talking about stuff that like you couldn't get away with talking about in a normal magazine. You know, like, they would talk about more like salacious stuff and um stuff like that. And you know, like, they would have they would talk about serious stuff that had salacious takes on it and stuff. So yeah, I mean I can honestly say that like, you know, the reading material isn't terrible in a playbook. That isn't that isn't the primary purpose at all. We all know. Where oh, I, well, <clears throat> I know.
1: All right. So man, I guess. This will be the last topic for the day. And I didn't have it on the list or anything, but does anybody give a fuck about college football?
0: No. No, I mean I'm I'm over it to be super honest. But you know, I I'm pretty over uh I'm pretty over football, man. And not even in the sense of like I don't like the sport. Um I just can't stand uh, the number of advertisements that I have to endure um in order to in order to even be able to watch it. You know what you I'm saying? You gotta
1: watch Red Zone, um, bro.
0: Yeah, so, like, I, the other day, I turned on a football game. We we, we, we all played tennis football together. And uh, I was trying to watch one of the games that was, like, somehow important. And, bro, it got to where I was so frustrated by the number of advertisements that I was having to enter that I, I started counting the number of, like, I started doing the math on how much time was spent watching nothing but advertisements versus the amount of time that was spent watching sport. And it was about 65 percent of the time you were spent watching advertisements and only 35 percent of that like if you're watching three hours bro only an hour of that is football game and um beyond that uh the entire time when you're watching the game there's a there's a there's a brand like there is not a single moment of that football game where there isn't a recognizable brand being advertised to you through that screen and i'm sick of that man like i I don't, I don't need every square inch of the screen to be looking at uh real to be looked at as real estate for potential advertisers you know i don't i don't need y'all uh literally running breaks between every first down so that you can squeeze more ads into it right like i want to watch a football game if they could squeeze an entire football game into an hour and 45 minutes and i get an hour of football and 45 minutes of advertising bro i'd be here for it i'd watch it all i'd watch it every. i'd watch every fucking game but you know, but but with with the way it is now, with how heavily monetized it is, and the amount of advertising that goes on, it's just more like you're sitting there enduring advertisements than you are actually getting to watch the sport. So that's a big reason why I'm a big MMA fan these these days, right? Because the fight kicks off, there's 15 minutes of fighting, and there's only one minute between the rounds. You know what I'm saying? So like, they only have 60 seconds. Per six minutes to, like, really advertise to you really hard, right? I mean, granted, there's ads and brands all over the screen, but, like, I'm only having to endure a goddamn Cialis commercial once every five minutes, which is so refreshing as compared to uh, the profitability and advertising model surrounding the NBA or the MLB or soccer or football. Like, it's all all over the top these days. It's just they're making too much money. They're squeezing too much advertising out of it. I can't really enjoy it. So that's where I'm at with College football, they, any any that,
2: professional sports really. I for sure enjoy uh, football, the NFL more than college football, but I still do watch college football because I mean any, any game. Uh, it doesn't matter if they're like the number three ranked team in the in, in the country. You know they could lose to you know um, Purdue. Shit, you know Purdue beat Michigan State this past weekend. I think it was like forty something. 40-something to 29. I think it was 40-29, yeah. Um, and it's just exciting. Uh, and I think that I, I've gotten real big on it, you know, the past few years. Um, because i on it watches, you know, college football. And he's made some great picks in fantasy based on that. Like, you know, he's had some um, some draft picks that were rookies that worked out for him. So I was like, you know what? I need to start watching more college football so I can, you know, get to, get an extra advantage on, on, on Bonnet. You know, and... Um, yeah. but, I definitely, I like college football for sure. Um, yeah.
0: What oh, about you so, yeah. so I mean, <laughs> I, I want to hear your take on this too, and then I still want to—I still actually have one question that I want to post to the group before we close it all out. It's something that you had said in the text earlier, but that I really—I thought I had a good answer for, so I want to—I want to put it y'all's way. But what's your what's oh. your take on if you're giving a shit about college football these days?
1: Oh, I don't. Just because the rankings are bullshit and. Only four teams make it to the playoffs. Uh, you know, I kind of brought it up because uh, they did the college football playoff rankings, which is different than like the uh, coaches poll and the AP poll and all that. So Georgia, number one, Bama, two, Oregon, three, Ohio State, number four. Uh, so, <clears throat> you know, Georgia's undefeated. Bama and Oregon got one loss. Number five team is Cincinnati. They're 9-0. and uh, Oklahoma's number eight, they're nine and Uh Let's see here, UTSA's nine and oh, They're number twenty three. So, I mean, it's just super corny. I wish they just have like a twelve to fourteen team playoff, so that way, uh, you know, it can be the best teams, not which teams have the best rapport with the uh, people at the association. Yeah, that's who, a good who's, point
0: who's gonna make the most profitable playoff for everybody
1: you know
2: and they make a shit ton of money off the bowl games too you know what I mean um, hell of money yeah yeah. whatever bowl game it is but uh, I think it also goes like off strength of schedule right you know what I mean I mean someone okay. in the SEC that's only lost a game is for sure gonna be ranked higher than you know UTSA you know I'm, you know, I'm not, check I'm not this even out sure that. who they
1: so this how sorry to cut you Greg. this is how crazy it gets so Let's say Alabama has five, or let's say Alabama has ten five-star recruits, right? Sounds really good. Who ranks the recruits? ESPN ranks it. So it's like at every level, ESPN determines who's the best of the best and how the rankings are set up. So, you know, Mississippi State, they're six and three because they beat this team ranked higher, but it's a fake uh, determination for the ranking anyway. So... That's why I like the NFL because it's like, you know, they're going to play each other. They're going to, you know, the best teams are going to make it to the playoffs, and you don't really have the, well, Green Bay beat, you know, New Orleans by two points, but, you know, St. or, uh, you know, Pittsburgh won by five, so they're better. It's like... Yeah, there isn't any right.
0: green area, man. It's clear-cut who's going to be where. And it's based on the merit of what happened on the field, not the perceptions of a group of guys who have the profitability of it all being played in the backers. Yep,
1: yeah. I would I like to see going.
2: a team like UTSA oh. play. Like like you, a bigger playoff picture, you know, like 12 teams, like yeah. you were saying. You know, that way UTSA does get a shot at, you know, at least let them play against, you know... Someone in the SEC that's ranked
1: time. Like, why would they even want to play? It's like you're nine and zero, and you're ranked number twenty three.
2: (laughs) Like, upset city, baby. That's why I love college football. You know, upsets can happen. So, uh,
1: so the
0: question that I like really wanted because I actually was really proud of my answer that I came up with um, is, uh, what would be the worst superpower?
1: Worst superpower? Yeah, for sure.
0: What would be the worst superpower for you to have?
1: Oh, man, I think immortality would probably be the worst superpower.
0: Yeah, because you can't turn it off and you would outlive the sun. Wait, why uh, yeah. though? I think immortality
2: is badass. I'd like it forever.
0: Bro, do you I really bet. want to outlive the sun? Do you really want to be cast adrift in a cosmic void for infinity? Well,
2: mm-hmm. if the sun explodes, I'm going to be disintegrated, right? Like, I'm done. Like, my You're body's immortal.
0: There's be. no dying, motherfucker. Yeah, What's going to happen? My soul just going to be on Earth or what? I mean it's like you're gonna outlive the earth the earth is gonna crumble the earth is gonna get eaten by the center of the universe and you're gonna be left there still you but know, my body won't ma- make it oh, go ahead cliff sorry
1: <laughs> you know well yeah yeah i still think immortality like imagine getting life in prison with immortality <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright, that's a good point. <laughs> oh Alright, that's a good point. <laughs> Listen, I think I think if you're immortal, the universe is your jail. There's no escaping. It's just a big yeah. there's no escape ever. You're you're stuck forever. Um yeah. but, but I would but, have badass credit, hopefully.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you got all the time in the world to figure it out, that's for sure. Right. Still getting denied on loans. What about what about you, Greg? What do you think? What would be the worst through power?
2: Mm, I got two, but I'll say them real quick, though. Mine is invisibility, bro. That would fucking suck. Like, that's all. That'd be so I, swag. I can just turn invisible. That's it.
0: With that, I can't, I can't
2: gain anything from being invisible. Bro, you should
0: be a badass thief. Go steal the fucking crown jewels from the fucking queen of England. Nah, them motherfuckers got, like, heat, heat, like thermal whatever bro, i think that i think that system. you were watching many james bond movies i think the world's pretty ill prepared to deal with an invisible dude stealing shit it just seems like hey. a lane like invis- oh,
2: mm. what am i gonna do i'm not gonna be a fucking perv and
0: like look yeah, it's at like, my camera you know, bro it's wonderful yeah. Bro, like, yeah just like go be a criminal bro like Are, go, uh, like crazy. literally walk into the trap house and steal a kilo of cocaine go and then all, all they're gonna see
2: is a fucking kilo of cocaine just walking out by yourself Like what the fuck is going on You know what I mean Like Well what if you he, could What, well, what if you
0: could What if you could make cause, I mean What if you could make the things That you're touching Invisible as well That
2: I'll say that slightly better Cause then so also like, your clothes uh, You know what I yeah, mean Yeah like, exactly
0: Yeah exactly You could like walk around With like the clothes And your kilo of cocaine And it all be fine. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: And i also say Oh I wouldn't go for a kilo I'd go for marijuana all day Um <laughs> But oh, it's
0: Arbitrary Doug,
2: right? <laughs> Flying bro I think flying would be terrible Because You know it's, it's, it's gonna get cold up there If you're flying And you have bugs in your face You know You'd have to wear goggles Or a mask or something Flying but would just like, be terrible as
0: well. But it's like Just imagine if like Someone was saying Some bullshit to you And you were like Alright I'm getting the fuck Out of here And just like Took straight off into the sky hey,
2: Motherfucking airplane Comes and takes me out And I'm dead Because I'm not immortal You know what I mean Like some yeah I'm flying this.
0: And some dumbass fucking... dude some <laughs> dumbass dude in a helicopter can clip the fuck out of you exactly like wait. oh
2: what a shitty fucking superpower I'd say the best ones
0: oh so, yeah. yeah what about you Puss? oh man uh, so have either of y'all seen Invincible yet yeah oh yeah so bro the power that the green ghost has becoming intangible at will wait green ghost the one who I think the, the, the green chicken gets punched in the face by Omni-Man all she yes. can do is like, phase in and out. Like, she can get to where she's, like, ethereal and can, like, walk through stuff. And, like, that's it. Like, that's what they do. They, they become ethereal. Like, it's where they, like, don't impress upon the universe and the universe can't impress upon them. And they just kind of, like, are, like, you're indestructible in that moment. And you can turn it on and off as you go. You know what I'm saying? Like, and not indestructible in the sense that, like, they're going to hit you and they're going to chink off. In the sense that, like you're ethereal, they're gonna just like swipe right through you, and like you're literally untouchable. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that we saw how that worked out. That bitch got her whole face punched in by Omni Man. I think it's yeah, pretty fucking. Did she didn't even die, man? That was just that was the lamest
2: death in the show. Like she shouldn't have died that yeah. easy. I feel like like she got straight. Yeah, spoiler alert, by the way. Straight domed, bro. Like
0: <laughs> well, bro, she was. Well, bro, you gotta understand that fucking Omni-Man just, like, chicken-flopped Darkwing all over the place, like, did Loki, and then tossed him, and, like, she, like, out of being human, like, phased in and, like, caught her associate there, and then, like, before she really knew what was going on, Omni-Man punched her whole skull in. So quick. Yeah, okay. I just feel like, man, you'd have to be, like, real, you'd have to, like, put a lot of thought into like how to utilize that to your benefit on the regular, you know
1: what I'm saying? Like You know what? Stretching would suck too,
0: bro. Having a, lame.
1: bro. Having an <laughs> elastic dick, you could be
0: fucking Luffy, bro. You, yeah, man, no, man. Being able to fucking hit hit bitches with the with the with the straight gummy worm, bro. Could you imagine being able to fucking hit the worm in there, bro? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm here for the stretching and the wiggling, bro. I think that's dope. Most bro,
2: I feel like that would be the best superpower to have if you're going to, like, best rob superpower? shit. Yeah, well, if you're going to rob shit, because, you know, like, Invisible, if you can turn it on and off, so say, like, whatever she carries in her hand, like, in your hands, right, it also becomes where it can pass through buildings and shit. Yeah. Know? So, yeah. that would be the perfect one no, if I you think want to be a best.
0: criminal. No, I mean, I guess you can wear a mask. Right? Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, so there you go. It's So there you go. It's dope to be a criminal. You know what I'm saying? But, like, it's a superpower, right? And I wouldn't know to do that.
1: Yeah. Oh, um, seventy-eight to sixty-eight, actually. Oh, you fucking slut! i <laughs> fucking <teabagged> you. Realize next to I see you. Wait, what do What did you say? Man, just, uh, seventy-eight to
2: sixty-eight. Oh, the fantasy score. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, the worst superpower. Uh,
0: <laughs> Y'all full of shit.
1: All right. Well that uh, shit man. Think that'll wrap things up, fellas. Anything else?
0: I mean, I'ma fucking get two trophies in a row in fantasy football, ain't no one gonna stop me this year and the next year. I mean guys, just imagine if I'm second in scoring this year without a first second or third round pick just imagine what i'm gonna do with five picks in the first three rounds so
2: far you're second in scoring let's you know what let's just wait until the season plays out bro we're like bro we're like
0: 10 weeks in 11 weeks in like we're this ain't like oh it's week four i've had a couple good weeks like nah bro we've had we've had had plenty of time to like look at it like i'm Uh, i feel pretty fucking confident
1: it's it's week nine, not week sixteen, sir. Calm down. <laughs> Whatever. You know I'll what say uh,
2: two things before I go. One, big congratulations to Rose uh, Namajuna's. Uh, that was a good fight. Um, she retained her title, and I was pulling for her, man. You know, good on yep. Rose.
0: Also, best.
2: Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl, bro. And you you already know it's gonna happen well,
0: this year. Well, De- well let me. De- let me, let me let- let me remark on that thug rose comment and let me elaborate on that and say just congratulations to Trevor Whitman who is the trainer of thug rose who won who's the trainer of uh Kumar Usman who won and who's the trainer of Justin Gaethje who won that's and right only, yeah and not only that but they all actualized on their goals Kumar Usman's goal is to be the welterweight champion and he accomplished that Rose Namouni's goal is to be champion in her weight class and she accomplished that and Justin Gaethje's goal is to be the most exciting fighter on the planet he accomplished that so like not only did they all win under Trevor Whitman's tutelage but they all actualized on the goals that they have set for themselves under Trevor Whitman's tutelage so really really uh, that whole UFC event was the Trevor Whitman show and go Trevor Whitman for that
2: and one more thing before I go one bit out to Saul Gagnello, Alvarez baby let's go all
0: right, Cliff. It's been good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, fellas. Y'all be easy. All right, Peace so
2: take it easy, bro. Yeah.
0: Peace.